I'm an alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> Great. Um, I've been pretty nervous about this. I, Bill asked me um, to come up here about two weeks ago, and ever since then I've just been, I knew it was a really big group, and um, I've been pretty nervous, so I tried telling my story to my dog the other day. And um, <laughs> for those of you who know, I have a really strange relationship with him. And um, I was pretty nervous, so, no, not like that. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Well, he fell, he fell asleep during my story, so I hope this goes a little bit better. Um, my sobriety date is January 28th, 2009. I have a sponsor and a grand sponsor and a sponsor and all that. It goes up. And um, we have a really good sponsee family. And um, a lot of them are actually here tonight, which is great. And um, my home group is Tampa Bay Young People's Group. <laughs> yep. And um, that's been one of the greatest blessings of my sobriety is um, my home group. They've been there for me throughout the whole time and have put up with me when I've been unbearable. <laughs> and um, so I guess I'll just tell you what it was like, what happened, and what it was, what it's like now. Um, I was born in Kingston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those of you know, it's a very small town in Massachusetts. It's not like being from the city. It's it's pretty boring. And um, but I grew up there. I had two loving parents. They've been married my whole life. Um, I have an older, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it was a pretty good childhood. I had an older sister and, um, you know, it was, my, I didn't grow up around alcohol. No one in my family is an alcoholic except for me. And, um, you know, so I, I didn't really see alcohol. I don't think till I was probably 12 or 13 or I didn't notice it. At least it wasn't a problem. And, um, growing up, I was kind of like, I, my mom says I was a terror and that I was just, I was a terrible kid and. Um, I would do things, and then I would, like, manipulate my way out of them. I, I would do all these, like, apology letters and apology cards and, like, drawings. And I would, one time I actually, um, I had this stuffed globe, and I wrote on it, you are the world to me, and I threw it down the stairs. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was really good at getting out of things. You know, if I was in trouble, I could always, like, lie my way out of it, which we're, we're all pretty good at doing, I guess. And um, so, you know, growing up was... I was kind of a terror to my family, but um, I was really good in school. Um, that was kind of like the, my main thing. I was not athletic, so I wasn't going to excel there. And um, so I just, I just tried really hard in school. Um, you know, as people say, like I did, I did feel different. I just didn't feel whole. Um, I never felt like I was like skinny enough or pretty enough. And um, you know, I wasn't like the girl that all the guys liked. It was always like my friend. It was just, you know, kind of like typical stuff. But um, it, it stressed me out. I remember I just I just didn't feel right, and I I remember I would have these fights with my mom. I fought with my family all the time, and um, but at school I was a good kid. In sixth grade I even won the Dare essay award, <laughs> and um, yeah, Dare to keep kids off drugs, <laughs> and um, I don't know, but I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> so I ended up um. I was good in school, you know, I ended up going, um, when I was about, like, 13, I decided I wanted to go to a boarding school um, in Marion, Mass, to kind of, like, start over so I could get into a good college, and um, the school was a really good school, so I was like, all right, I'll go there, I'll get I'll get into any college I want, and um, that was pretty much my goal, like, growing up was go to a good college, get a good job, even though I had no idea what that job would be, and um, the summer before I went to high school, I... Um, I had met a girl my eighth grade summer, and um, we were best friends, and we started, you know, hanging out with older kids um, who were drinking, and um, I didn't drink for most of the summer, but then um, the first time I did drink, we were <laughs> we were in Martha's Vineyard, for so many people that know, it's just a small island off Massachusetts, and um, we stole some liquor from my friend's dad, 
and we just like you know put the warm vodka in the water bottle and ran off and we just we thought it was great you know I don't remember exactly like what happened that night I know I, I didn't black out that night but um, every other night I did and um, and that was really it you know I just did that a couple times and then I went off to boarding school and at boarding school you know I'm 14 I, I didn't really think about like wanting to drink at that time I wasn't like I need to get drunk right now you know but um, I still like I didn't feel right you know and I got in with a group of people. Um, that we were just like, we were pretty mean. We were like the mean girls. And I would always get in trouble because I was mean to the other girls in my class and um, in my dorm, actually. And the dorm parents would sit us down. And um, I just didn't really care about anyone. I was really selfish. I just wanted to be like the center of attention, I guess. And um, I didn't really care who I hurt. And um, when I was about 16, so I I kept doing pretty good in school. That was pretty much my thing. Um, When I was 16, I had my first blackout, or maybe 15. And... um, you know, that night I I don't remember much. I just remember I, like, chugged some natty ice really quick. And um, it's pretty gross, but I, I don't know if I liked it or not. But I know that, like, for the for the five minutes that I remember of the night, um, it was fun. I was dancing. I was, like, talking to people. And all the people were older than me, so I wasn't, like, I had been really nervous before the party. I remember even, like, shaking before the party because I was just terrified. And, um... You know, I blacked out. A lot of things happened that, like, would continue to happen throughout my drinking. And um, throughout high school, it was kind of hard to get liquor. You know, I'm living at a school where there's no locks on the doors. And um, you have to get, like, car permission to even leave campus. So that was kind of difficult. But um, I managed to drink on the weekends um, at my friend's house. My best friend at the time, Tessa, um, her mom drinks pretty regularly, and all her brothers always had liquor just, like, all around the house, like, beers under the stairs and stuff. So we would just, like, take whatever we wanted and um, save up enough to, like, get drunk with. And um, that's what I did, you know, on the weekends. Um, when my junior year in, in high school, you know, I, I kept keeping up with my grades because that was still important to me. Um, but when I was probably 17 or 16, um, I found something else that I liked to do, and um, this was a little easier to hide. <laughs> And, um, you know, I could keep it in my wallet. and um, But it made me really crazy. And it made, um, you know, I think at that point I, I might have figured out that, like, drinking wasn't working. And it was just, like, I needed to try something else. But I always loved drinking. That was my favorite thing to do. And um, so I did this other outside substance for a little bit. And um, that got pretty bad. It was pretty miserable really quick. And um, I stopped. I decided I'd stop doing it. And um, I was able to stop doing it for a little bit. And um, my drinking got worse again. And um, the consequences started coming. I I hit um, a tree on someone's lawn at, like, 8 o'clock at night one night, and um, it was my parents' car. And um, I didn't even really care, you know. I was like, I'm just, I just need another car now, you know. And I, I remember, you know, and, like, it, it took two weeks, and I had a new car. And, you know, I didn't ha- my parents were like, we're so glad you're alive. And I was like, yeah, let me just, like, keep this going. And, um... <laughs> So I played that card for a while, and um, my senior year, there were some more things. I cracked my head open, and um, I was still 17, so my parents had to come to the hospital, and they would they would start saying stuff to me like, you don't deserve to go off to college. You should go to community college, and I go to community college now, so it all worked out for them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know. Like, my senior year and my junior year, it was time to start looking at colleges, and um you know, at this point, like, I had no, I didn't care, you know, I was like, everyone else was, like, studying for the SATs, and I would get so resentful of these people, I'd be like, oh, they're such losers, like, why is everyone studying, like, it doesn't matter, and, 
you know, SATs are pretty pretty important to get into college. And um, but I didn't want to put in the work, and I had the grades, and I just didn't care anymore. And um, that's when I really started, you know, getting pretty miserable. Um, I moved home because I didn't, I couldn't drink and party the way I wanted to living at boarding school. So my parents let me live at home, and um, no questions asked, really. They just figured I was depressed or something. I think they knew something was going on. And um, they let me have the car, you know, so I pretty much had free range to do whatever I wanted. And, um, you know, I started drinking a lot more by myself at, um, you know, stealing liquor from my parents. I had, like, my room downstairs, which they called 9A because they lived in 9 Green Street. And so I basically never went upstairs. I would just, like, take and take. Um, I was just such a taker. I would just sit. I would just... You know, I had a kitchen in there. I would just—I wouldn't go upstairs unless I really needed something, and um, so I, I was really horrible to my parents for a very long time, and I've been able to make that up to them by being sober and um, just being able to show up. Um, yeah, so I decided <laughs> I was going to go to either—I um, had two schools in my mind. It was UVM or Eckerd College, and um, both pretty pretty different schools. <laughs> And um, a girl in my in my senior class told me that um, Eckerd was on the beach and that I could party and that they had rolling admissions and I could just get in. So I was like, all right, that sounds a lot easier and it will be farther away. My parents can't drive to visit, so this will be good. And um, so I decided I'd go to Eckerd. And, um, you know, during my senior year, I really just, I don't know, I was just crazy. You know, I... Um, <laughs> My superlative was biggest party animal, and like I was just so proud of that. I don't, I don't know why. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Like what an accomplishment, you know. And um, I remember showing it to my mom, and she was like, "That's, it's kind of sad." <laughs> and um, so that summer, I um, I started, you know, I started um, like having a lot more consequences with my friends, and um, I did a lot of things to hurt and hurt a lot of people, and um. You know, I drank, I blacked out every time I drank. You know, there, it was a very rare occasion where I could remember anything. And um, it was bad. And um, that summer I drank a lot more by myself. Um, I alienated a lot of people that summer. And um, I just was ready to go, you know, ready to start over. Because when I start over, people don't know me. And um, I can maybe last there for a little bit. So um, going down to Eckerd, I was going down with that girl from my high school who... I didn't even really like at that point, but I was going to be her roommate because I knew she was going to work at Hooters and she could get like some other stuff for us and then I could get our alcohol and then we could party and she wouldn't be there sometimes so I could do whatever I want when she's not in the room. You know, I just, I, it was a very bizarre thing. So when we, the first day I got to Eckerd, um, I was just so relieved. I was like, oh, I can finally drink how I want. My parents aren't going to be breathing down my neck. And um, they're always just telling me like, you have a problem, you have a problem. And I was just like, no, <laughs> you don't understand. I'm just having fun. And um, even though it stopped being fun a long time ago. And um, at Eckerd, things got pretty bad pretty quick. Um, I had, like, a drug dealer living in my room with us for a couple of weeks. Um, lent him a lot of money, and then he ran off. And then um, some other things happened. I, I somehow managed to get a boyfriend in this time. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I... Um, the first, like, weekend that I met him, we drove off to Cocoa Beach because I needed to detox because <laughs> I was really sick. So we, um, I was shaking uh, uncontrollably, and he's, his idea was just drive off to there and help me, like, relax and not drink. And I did drink. And, um, you know, I started school, um, and, you know, I couldn't go to class. I couldn't show up. Um, going to school in high school, like, I was scared not to go. You know, I just, like, I knew I had to go to class. But at Eckerd, it was just, like, I, can't, I couldn't show up anymore. And um, I started drinking in the morning a lot more. And it was really easy for me to get alcohol and um, anything else I wanted when I was there. And I would just I would drink from the time I woke up 
and then I would pass out, get up again. I never knew what day it was. It was it was really ridiculous. I had to drop a class um, because I went there drunk and like brought a stuffed animal, and um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. And um, you know, I'm, I was only taking three classes, and um, you know, it kind of I started getting in trouble at school. I started getting written up a lot and like having fights with the security guards and. Um, but during the, I was still with my boyfriend, and he would kind of plead to me to stop drinking, and I, and he would tell me I was an alcoholic all the time, and I just thought he was out of his mind because he drank just like me, which really he didn't. I thought everyone drank like me, but really that's not the case, and um, except for you guys probably, and um, you know, so during that winter um, at Eckerd, there's a winter term, and I decided to take a class, and um. Well, I didn't decide. My mom decided it for me because I was behind. So I stayed and took this class, and I was without my boyfriend, and I was kind of forced to make friends. And um, I met a really great group of girls, and um, they they just um, they put up with a lot. Actually, they're actually here. But, um, you know, they put up with a lot, and um, eventually the boyfriend said, it's me or alcohol, and I inevitably chose alcohol. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to want to stop, but I just I, I wasn't there yet. And um, I had to get a little more miserable. I... Um, after we broke up, I, I was like, I was pretty miserable. I really wanted to die all the time. And, um, you know, I did some really sick things. I tried to hang myself with like a jump rope from a palm tree and I was like too drunk to do it. So I just ended up, you know, going to sleep because I was like, this isn't even going to work. I'm just going to wake up and security is going to be behind me yelling at me. So, um, you know, then I decided to make a geographic move to the other dorm to live in my friend's room. Um, but I would just you know, sneak back to my room, because at this time I thought my roommate was the problem. And um, that spring I failed two out of my four classes. I didn't go to class. I couldn't go to class. I couldn't even raise my hand and say here in class. I was just paralyzed with fear, and I just, I just, I couldn't, I just shook all the time. I looked really scary. And, um, you know, the next, that summer I decided to stay down at Eckerd because I really didn't want to go home. I didn't want to be around my family, and um, I hated my family for a long time. I just, I had this big resentment against them because they wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do and you know just because they cared you know and um I didn't I couldn't be around them when I was drinking it was just you know I just didn't know how that would work out probably not very good and um so that summer I was by myself like basically by myself (laughs) and um because all my friends that were down here had boyfriends and I just drank like like all day it was miserable and um by the end of that summer I was just like you know I'm gonna do better this year I, I need to do better this year you know school's important to me and um, th- my sophomore year, everyone was, like, deciding on their majors. And, you know, that's when you really got to, you know, decide. And I couldn't decide anything. I was just so anxious and crazy. And um, I started going to the hospital and, like, check, like going to the ER, being like, I'm, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm crazy. And um, I was like, I, you know, I need something. <laughs> I need a Xanax or something. And um, they would be like, maybe you should go into the psych ward. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm okay. And um, eventually, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Eventually, I found a doctor, and um, he prescribed me something, which took me down pretty quick. And um, at this time, I was doing a lot of really self-destructive things, and um, my friends started calling my parents, and um, that was kind of when that all began, and that really made me pretty angry, and um, I was really mad at them (laughs) for doing that. But, um, you know, that's what needed to be done, I guess. Um, You know, and around my birthday, it was around December, um, I was at a bar, and... um, my friends and I were there. It was a very sketchy bar on 34th Street down here in St. Pete. 
It's called Tropical Nights, and um, we were like the only ki- like girls there. It was pretty obvious that we were underage. None of us were dressed to, like to go out. We were wearing our pajamas, I think. And um, <laughs> you know, and I was mad because I wasn't getting served. And um, finally, like this older guy got me drinks, and um, I gave him my number. And a couple days later, I went and hung out with him at the Bayway in a Bayway in motel, and that was just you know that was just really creepy. And um, he. <laughs> You know, that's what happened. And he walked me back to campus, and um, campus security saw him and called the cops. And they were like, what is this? And he was scary looking. And, um, they call- and then they called my parents and told my parents what was going on. And that was, that was pretty horrifying. And I was like, no, that never happened. I was in such denial that these things happened. And I was just like, no, I can lie my way out of anything. And um, so my parents um, decided I should go to detox. And um, so I went to detox. I was like, all right, I'll go. <laughs> and I packed up all my things. Like, I, it was like I thought I was going on a vacation. You know, I, I got a wind chime, and I brought that. Like, you know, I had, like, picture frames, dresses. Like, and, you know, once I got in there, I really thought, like, oh, this is where I belong. Like, everyone's shaking, and everyone's crazy just like me. And, um, you know, after detox, I... I ended up drinking again, obviously, and um, the last week of my drinking in, well, before I got sober again, but um, in March, I ended up drinking with someone I met at a liquor store, and um, that night I was just, you know, I was just crying to this person, I don't know, about how I want to kill myself, how my life should just be over, you know, and I don't want to live another day, and um, like five days later, my mom showed up at my doorstep from Boston, and she said, you need help, and um I was like, no. And she had Eckerd Security with her, like, right behind her. And, um, um, you know, I ended up going to um, Hyde Park Counseling Center in Tampa. And um, I was there for three months. And I remember the first day, I, um, my friend wrote me a card, and it said, 28 days can't come soon enough. Because <laughs> I, I could have sworn, you know, 28 days like the movie. And um, that's, that's how long I was going to be there. And I was horrified when they were like, oh, full 90 for this one. And, um, <laughs> and you know, I... Um, I stayed sober for a little bit of time. You know, the good thing about treatment was, like, I was, I don't know if I, I mean, I know a lot of people that got sober without treatment, but for me, I think it was pretty necessary the first time. Um, I was just so crazy. I needed to be, like, locked up for a while. And, um, you know, in treatment, they told me I needed to get a sponsor. And um, I got a sponsor, and they said to find someone that had what you wanted, and I had no idea what I wanted, but I knew that this, this, um, this girl, she had cute clothes, and she was always, like, smiling and running up to people and asking them how they were, and I was just like, how does she do that? Like, I can't even, you know, say my name in a meeting, and, um, so I asked her to be my sponsor, and, um, I called her very rarely, (laughs) you know, like a good AA. No, I so I rarely called her, um, you know, I didn't do much, I, I stayed sober for about nine months, and, um, I got back to school, that was a good thing. I did get a lot of stuff back, I got, like, my family started coming around, and, you know, I thought they should have been loving me my first week in treatment, you know, they were sending me letters, and I was pretty angry, like, why are they mad at me for crashing the car, you know, like, I'm sober now, seven days, (laughs) and, um, but, you know, um, last January, I, um, you know, I started dating someone who was also a dry drunk, and, um, it didn't go so well, and, um, we ended up drinking together, and, um, you know, because I wasn't doing anything that we're told to do here, I don't think I ever opened the big book, I, like, I half-heartedly worked the steps, which you can't do, (laughs) and, um, you know, I just, I wasn't really into it, and I was really scared of everyone, like, it felt like high school to me. I was, like, scared I wasn't going to fit in or something. I don't know. And um, 
So I didn't get involved, and I ended up drinking. And, um, you know, that night it was just the same as every other night. It was just another – it was a blackout, a blur, and um, I ended up crying, you know, trying to climb on my roof and just, like – you know, just, it wasn't a good night, you know, but, um, and the next day I felt just as sick as I'd ever felt, like, just as sick as I felt before, and the shakes were back, and, um, I'd missed my first day of school again, and I, I just couldn't believe I was here again, you know, and, um, I waited a couple of days, and I called my sponsor, and, um, because I still had the sponsor at the time, I'd call her every, like, three weeks to check in, I'm eight months sober now, you know, how good I'm doing, <laughs> and, um, I called her, and she was like, you need to go, um, to the red door and I was like I don't know where that is and um it was a 10 o'clock meeting and it's like this little smoky room which I liked at the time because I was smoking then and um so we went in there I went in there and I was like yeah I drank and um you know that night I was I was pretty miserable I was still with that guy I was still dating this guy and um I was I knew that that was gonna have to end and um you know people talked to me after that meeting like they made me sit there and hang out until like 1 30 in the morning and they made me read a poem and they made me do you know they just they talked to me and um it just like you know it amazed me that they sat there and you know they could have gone home you know they um they put a lot of time in that um they knew I was hurting pretty bad and you know it was it's so much harder getting sober the second time at least it was for me it was a lot harder um I wanted to drink every day you know and um I had to end that relationship and it obviously wasn't a good relationship for me anyway and um you know that it took me like two weeks back into the program to break up with this person who I should have broken up with months ago and um I realized that that's just not for me and um I started doing what I was told to do like I started um I jumped right into the steps of my sponsor and um, I was pretty eager to, like, just do it this time because I felt really crazy all the time. Like, I didn't know when this was going to end, you know. And, um, you know, growing up, I never had any, um, you know, God wasn't really a part of my life growing up. My mom's, I should have said this earlier, but my mom's Jewish, my dad's Catholic, and um, I just didn't really, it wasn't that I didn't like God or didn't, I just didn't really care. I was like, I don't, I don't have time for that. I'm very busy. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, it wasn't, I didn't think it was necessary and, um, and I didn't, I kind of, you know, I skipped that the first time I got sober. I just kind of, you know, I went along with it and I was just like, okay, this is kind of weird. And, um, but this time, like, you know, I just, I started praying a lot more and, um, my sponsor just told me to pray for the willingness to believe that there's something there. And I started doing that and, um, you know, I don't remember when it was, or I think it might've been after I did my fifth step. I stopped wanting to drink all the time. You know, I didn't have that crazy like oh I'm just gonna drink you know I live across from a club like (laughs) that um you know it's driving me nuts you know just looking at it and um but you know luckily like the desire to drink went away with doing the steps and um you know it hasn't always been easy you know like um when I was three months sober um two of my friends died in in a two-week period and um you know people in my home group were just there for me like hugging me and you know just calling me and um it was just really great you know I don't I've I've never had that, you know, and um, it was just nice to feel a part of. And um, let's see, what else? And then, um, yeah, and then this summer, another friend of mine died, and actually a person um, in the fellowship died recently. And um, it's been hard, but, you know, it's um, it's good to have people to talk to about that stuff. Like, I didn't... I didn't talk to other people. I didn't even talk about my feelings before. I would just drink. Like, if someone died, oh, I'll just get drunk and then cry about it drunk. And you know how attractive that looks. And, um, you know, and um, I don't know. Getting sober this time is so much different. Like, I've actually done taken suggestions. And, um, you know, I had to make, like, the tea and lemonade for my home group. And I did not want to do that at first. I thought I was going to mess it up and everyone was going to hate me. And 
Um, I ended up, like, I, I started doing it, and it made me kind of feel a part of the home group. You know, I'm making the drinks. I'm pretty important now. And, you know, and it was just kind of, like, my thing. But, um, you know, before, like, I didn't want to do anything for anyone. Like, I, if you asked me for a ride, like, I would only do it if, like, I knew I was getting something in return. You know, like, give me some alcohol or, you know, like, be my friend. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I, I love being in this program, you know. Um, I've been able to make a lot of amends that um, have just been, like, that's probably been one of the best parts, um, just, like, getting to be there for my family. Like, I was able to spend a couple hours with my mom last Friday, and I couldn't even be in the car with my mom for, like, a half an hour when I was drinking because I was just, I hated myself, and I knew, like, she could see it, you know, and I didn't want her to know how much I hated myself. And, um, but, you know, I'm really grateful to be sober. Um, you know, my life was nothing compared to what it is now. I'm back in school, and I don't want to. I just don't wake up wanting to drink and want and go to bed wanting to die. You know, it's just, um, it's a great feeling to have all these friends and just be a part of this fellowship. And thanks for having me speak tonight.